Module 4, Lesson 5. Trust. Diet culture damages us in so many ways, both mentally and physically. However, one of the ways it damages us most is by eroding our trust in ourselves. Years of being blamed, shamed and bullied for our food choices leaves us believing we can't be trusted around food. Therefore, we have to outsource our food choices to a diet or slimming company. Nothing demonstrates this fact better than the phrase, am I allowed? Probably the question I get asked most by new clients and newbie rebels. Am I allowed to eat bread? Am I allowed to eat biscuits? Am I allowed to eat X, Y or Z that the client has spent years being shamed for eating? This is a symptom of how victims of diet culture are infantilized. And it is very deliberate on the part of the slimming industry because the last thing they want is open-minded, critical thinking adults. They want close-minded, black and white thinking children who cannot think for themselves and just do what they're told. And what they're told is that only their food is safe. Only their food can help you lose weight. So don't trust yourself. Just trust them, buy their food and make them billions in the process. Right now, I imagine that you feel this deeply, this complete loss of trust in yourself and your food choices, which is most likely why you have come here. You trust us to tell you what to eat, certainly more than the slimming industry, but trusting us isn't enough. You need to trust yourself. You need to trust that you know more than anyone else in the world what you should be eating. You are the best person in the world to make your food choices. Not based on fear or shame, but based on awareness and acceptance. We are building that awareness and acceptance. And as it grows, you'll find you trust yourself far more around food, helping you to heal. It may not feel like it at the moment. But a year from now, you will just know what the right foods for you are at the right times. And you will trust your decision making. You won't say, Liam, am I allowed? Because you're not an infantilized victim of the slimming industry anymore. You'll say, Liam, I'm eating X, Y or Z because I know that works best for me. And what you say is largely irrelevant now. Thanks. Bye. And then I'll know that my work here is done. Now, the key question for this lesson is how do we impart that awareness, acceptance and trust in our children? How do we ensure that our children grow up trusting themselves around food and not feeling like they need to go on a diet or join a slimming club to be told what to eat? The simple answer is to trust them. For example, the other day I went to the petrol station with Flo and as I was paying for my fuel, Flo picked up a big bag of crisps, far too big for a child, and pleaded with me to have it. I'm a soft touch, so I bought it, knowing and trusting exactly how it would pan out. When we got home, I explained that she could have some of the crisps, not all of the crisps, so I let her pour herself a small bowl. She poured far more than she needed, but I let her. Then she skipped off to eat and enjoy them. About 15 minutes later, I heard her shout, Daddy, I'm so full. Do you want the rest of my crisps? And I saw she had only eaten about half of what she had poured for herself. Why? When you trust yourself and your appetite, 
when you respect yourself and your appetite, when you are free to eat as much as you want, when you want, without restriction, your appetite functions optimally. Satiety kicks in, telling you that you've eaten enough and you stop, even with highly palatable foods like crisps. However, when you don't trust yourself and your appetite, and when you restrict or ban foods, your appetite goes into overdrive, causing overeating. If I had said no to Flo having the crisps, I would have set her up for something I've observed many times in my clients, secret eating, where my clients from a young age would steal the foods they were not allowed to eat, like crisps, take them up to their room or somewhere else away from their parents' view, then eat them in secret, and almost always binge on them in secret. Like that hunter-gatherer finding a rare, hyper-palatable food, the instinct is to binge on it while you can because you can't guarantee when you'll next have access to a food like this. If I had said yes to Flo having crisps, but if I served her a tiny portion, she could have sensed that restriction and again that hunter-gatherer part of her subconscious would have fired up, increasing her appetite and desire to eat more of them. She would have eaten the tiny portion, then come back begging for more, and no amount of crisps I had given her would have suppressed her now elevated appetite. We should all, by now, fully understand that restriction increases our appetite in overeating, so restriction is a bad idea. However, by trusting Flo and allowing her to learn about her own appetite, the end result was her eating a small amount of crisps anyway. Of all the options, it was the healthiest outcome. Saying no entirely would lead to huge secret binges. Saying yes, but really restricting her portion would lead to her demanding more and more. Saying yes and trusting her to control the portion herself led her to have the smallest portion. Now, many of you are going to struggle with this because sadly, you've already restricted your children. Your children may be older and after years of restriction, thinking you're doing the right thing, their appetites are elevated and their overeating slash binge eating has already started. We'll deal with this in the next lesson, but for now, the key take home from this lesson is to trust your children around food from an early age. Don't restrict them. Instead, facilitate them learning how to trust their own appetite. So team, that's lesson five, and this is going to trigger fear in a lot of you because all you've ever known is restriction. All you've ever known is being taught to ban foods or cut foods out or portion control foods. And the end result of that for you is why you've come to Rebel Fit. You will have disordered eating, potentially obesity, and all of it stems from that restriction and that lack of trust in yourself. And now what I'm asking you to do is to Trust your children and trust that their appetites will function optimally if you allow them to take control of their nutrition. Now, that doesn't mean give them crisps and biscuits and cakes and sweets and processed foods all the time and put it all in front of them. It's just teach them that if they want some of those foods, sometimes they're allowed to have them and they're allowed to try and portion them and they can see what happens. And when you don't restrict, it's amazing how often you will get given half a chocolate bar back or some crisps back or a piece of cake that they've not finished back because our appetite does kick in when we are unrestricted. 
Okay, our satiety does kick in when we are unrestricted. It's any restriction that produces this overeating. So if you don't restrict your children and if you trust your children around food, they will be far safer than putting them on diets, overly restricting them and leading to secret eating that produces far more problems.